wrestling fans, are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! I'm back, so deal with it. I can take you to Suplex City tonight, bitch. Did you say the alphabet backwards? Walking with the ass backwards. You're not funny and nobody likes you. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Wrestle Rant Radio here today. I'm Graham Deuce Matthews for September 8th, 2015, sitting here alongside the one, the only, the legendary R.J. Marceau. R.J. Marceau. How's it going, R.J.? Doing good night, Graham. We got to get that chant going. I was thinking that before I got here. I'm thinking R.J. and something like R. J. Marceau, but your, your last name is too long. It's too long. So it kind of ruins the mystique. It does. It I don't does. know. We got to get something going. Yeah. R.J. Rocks. R.J. Rocks. R.J. Rocks. There exactly. we go. There we'll, get, go. we'll get that chant going. But speaking of which, your hashtag, that's the, that's the new number one question in everyone's mind right now. We found Rey Mysterio. Yes. We found the statue last week. What, what's going on? What's next? Know. You said, where's Daniel Bryan might be a good one. And that might be a good one. Cam suggested, we'll put this one under consideration, where is Hornswoggle? Give him a championship. Hashtag Hornswoggle for champ. Would yep. you Would you agree That's with that? Great. Or where's Kane? Where's Kane? Where's Kane? And where's that Kane? might be easily solved by like next week. They you know still I mean? need to find him. That's true. We'll find Kane, then we'll put in Daniel Bryan in that spot. Yeah. If we can find Kane in so the next couple So we have some weeks. hashtags. We got, a back, we got a couple backups. You got it. You got it. So last night, Monday Night Raw, the season finale. I'm using quotation marks right now because next week is the huge season premiere. And why is that, RJ? Because Monday Night Football starting Exactly. Up and the ratings are going to be in the pooper again. Yep. They already haven't been in the poop already all summer long, but <laughs> I don't know. The show last night, while well, some people were saying it was like, oh, it's the worst of the year, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It I mean, it, was, bad. it wasn't great, but... It wasn't amazing. Yeah, but. it wasn't amazing, but what were your initial thoughts on the show? It was a decent show, nothing nothing major, but it was another Raw. It was another Raw, yeah, just for, for a September show, and at this point in the year, every single year, it's like, it just go, doo, you know, just the quality just goes all the way down. Like, every single year. Last year, we had the Bella stuff. The year before that was, no, I'm not just saying that because I don't like the Bellas. I'm saying that because that was a legitimately awful angle. <laughs> Kids covering himself already. <laughs> And um, this year it's Ziggler and Rusev, and we'll get in Lana's injury in a couple minutes. Year before that, authority. So hopefully that's not you know we're not taking a turn for the worst. And you know it always always bothers me every year. Not just like angers me or anything like that, but it just boggles my mind that WWE doesn't put forth a stronger effort going into Monday Night Football season. Like, they didn't really promote all too much for next week's show. It's not like they didn't promote anything at all. They promoted next week we're going to tag team title match, New Day and Primetime Players for the, w- for the WWE tag team titles. For the Divas Championship, Nikki and Charlotte. If Nikki can win, she breaks the record of AJ Lee and becomes the longest reigning Divas Champion of all time. But that's about it. Nothing having to do with Sting, Brock Lesnar, Taker, Rollins, John Cena, like, I'm sure one or, not all of them, of course, but at least a few of them will be on the show, but no mention of what's going to be happening. You know, at least promote Seth Rollins will defend a title, or I don't know, you know, do something like that. Yeah. I don't know, just, it doesn't make really much sense in regards to, um, 
if they're really that desperate for ratings going into Monday Night Football season. Like I remember last year, they were trying to pop a big rating, and I'm sure you'll remember this. Um, it might have been, I think it was the Raw before their grand season premiere when they promoted Michael Sam to appear on Raw. Do you remember that? <laughs> it lasted all of 30 seconds, so I don't know if many people do. And that was right when he just came out of the closet, and he was one of the first, I think he was the first openly gay person to compete in the NFL. Is yes. that correct? So, yeah, there was a lot of publicity <laughs> around that. And they pulled him from, like, the website. They stopped promoting it, like, yeah. two days later. It was it was like a TNA move. And yeah. that's going to light all the TNA fans on fire. But it's it's true. That's something, like, a, from a TNA marketing standpoint, that's something that they would do, and it was embarrassing. So we'll see how the fall season going into the next couple of months, and um, we'll see how the product starts to shape up. But before we get into Raw, though, after Raw, we had the Stone Cold Podcast return to the WWE. Network with special guests Edge and Christian. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm sitting here wearing my Christian shirt right now. Hashtag one more match. Hashtag Christian for Hall of Fame. Um, but RJ, what were your thoughts on the podcast last night? That was pretty good. Another standard podcast, Stone Cold. They joked around a lot, which is good. Had me laughing a couple times. But no hard any questions. I wish they asked maybe one or two, but um, it was good for what it was. It was definitely not the worst one yet, but I don't think it was. Top three. I think it was. I think it was good, but it was just kind of like more joking around than actual hard hitting questions. Yeah, a lot like the Jericho podcast, which a lot of people did not like. You know, people call them a company stooge and whatever. <laughs> I don't think it's because of Jericho. I just. Be, I think it's because of the guests that he had. Like, there's only so much that you can ask Stephanie. I mean, she went into detail about the stuff with Triple H. Remember a couple months ago, yeah. John Cena too, and they were both good. Um, I think just some people really got their hopes up after the Vince one and the Triple H one, where they really went all out and revealed some controversial stuff with China and Macho Man and CM Punk. Like we expect that from every single podcast. Um, but, you know, when you set the bar so high, you can't expect all the subsequent guests to be as good. And I'm pretty sure that um, a couple months ago they put out a uh, uh, some uh, forum or whatever, some newsletter, WWE did, promoting the upcoming guests for the Stone Cold Podcast. And the three names that they promoted for the show, which none of yet have yet to appear, included Hulk Hogan, which is not happening at this point, which I'm pretty sure was supposed to be last month's guest before he got um, booed from the company. Um, Sting and The Undertaker. Now, I thought Undertaker would be last month or at least this month considering he just returned, but I guess not maybe next month. I'm not exactly sure. Sting seems like a pretty likely possibility, though. I mean, he's back on TV for right now. He could very well be the next podcast guest for early October if they're keeping with the formula of doing one each month. Um, but the one last night, though, I thought it was good. Like you said, it was entertaining. Not a lot of hard-hitting questions. Some stuff that I didn't know. I mean, the, the what story is pretty popular, but I didn't know that much detail about it. That he was talking about their favorite matches, um, some road stories, a lot of TLC stuff where they were talking about the Dudley Boys and the Hardys and stuff like that. So a lot of stuff that people would want to know. It's not like you know just shooting the breeze about old stuff stories from like back in the day, like the old territories, which is great and all. I'm a wrestling fan, but truth be told, a lot of our current day fans just don't care about like the NWA and the old yeah. territories. It's not going to bring in new viewers. So I think Edge and Christian are fresh enough in people's minds. We got our obligatory one-off Edge appearance for the year, so we won't be seeing him until 2016 on Raw. But I thought it was good. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. Um, but he did pose the question. I'll ask you this, RJ. Um, Edge got inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2012, and Stone Cold threw it over to Christian after asking Edge about um, being worthy of, of being put in the Hall of Fame, and Edge said it was too quick. And I think that was logical, too, because Edge was still under contract at that period in time, and they just wanted to get it over with, you know, God forbid they ever, you know, something ever happened between the two sides, so I understand that, but he threw it to Christian and said, do you believe that you are Hall of Fame worthy, and he said, that is not for me to say, 
Stone Cold said yes. Edge said yes. RJ, what do you say? Yeah. And we've talked about this before here on the show, but I wanted to get your, your second opinion on it. Yeah, I think Christian should be in the Hall of Fame eventually. Um, yeah. Especially the people have been getting in the last couple of years. His accolades are a lot better than theirs are, and he's more known. He's more popular in people than a couple other people that got in, but... Um, I think Christian will definitely eventually get in. Yeah, I feel like he's not one of those people that we talk about all the time that needs to be in right now, like a Rick Rude or a British Bulldog. People that should have already been in, but for whatever reason, they aren't. That's another discussion for another day. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, people always throw around, throw around the argument that, uh, who is the guy? Oh, Coco Beware. That's always like the, the That's bar. like the standard, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, if Coco Beware is in, maybe this guy deserves to be in. But I think now, after this year, it's like, Rikishi's in, so what about this guy? Exactly. I mean, he accomplished more than Rikishi's. So, Freaking Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers. Oh, they were a tag team, so it's a little different for them. But even then, I feel like Demolition should be in by now. And, I mean, this is a whole other discussion for another day. Um, but I thought it was good. Both of them were really funny. Edge, or Christian, was just kind of busting his balls about to Edge and to Austin at various various points in the podcast. And I'm sure I got my 999s worth. I don't know about you. When Austin put on that cowboy hat, I was like, I'm sold. <laughs> best podcast ever. This is the best one. And he was singing uh, Kumbaya with the ukulele, so that was priceless. But good stuff. I would even argue that was better than Raw, which was not that bad. Um, but getting back into Raw, though, kicking off the show was the WWE World Heavyweight and United States Champion, something you cannot say for any other man in history, only to Seth Rollins. He comes out for a solid 15, 20 minutes, talks about Night of Champions, pretty funny promo. Rollins has come so far on the mic. You know, yeah. the guy has come a long way. Like, he's really, really good. He's came a long way since when he start, like broke off singles. It was kind of a little sketchy on the mic, yeah. but... Definitely some hesitation. Yeah. So he must, <clears throat> Triple H has must guided him well. Yeah. I mean, you have a mentor like Triple H. I mean, you can only you, know, you can only get better from where you were before. But uh, no, great point. But yeah, I thought last night's promo was really good to kick off the show. I mean, the thing is, and I mean, I'll play both sides of this too. It was a good promo, but I feel like the thing is, it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's John Cena, Seth Rollins, especially the Authority, or just anyone else. When you have someone kick off the show and talk for like twenty minutes. It's going to put people, not to sleep, but it's just going to bore them or yeah, something like exactly. that. You know? But I just feel like that's a byproduct of the three-hour Raws. And I'm not saying that's a, it's like it's okay. And that there's always ways to change it up. Like, I can't remember the last time we opened a Raw with a match. You know, instead of going from a promo to a match. No, no I'm talking about, like, Raw opens, tonight is the night, boom. Bell rings, we get a match. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't had that in a long time. I can't remember the last time that happened, so... They just got to start switching up the formula because when they have the formulaic Raws and people are like, oh, this is crap, it's the same stuff every week, and they, they are true, they are um, accurate in, to an extent, but I feel like switching it up a little bit, especially as we go into Monday Night Football season, it would benefit them if they started doing things a little bit differently. But interrupting him was Sting with the statue, kind of teasing him, and Seth Rollins didn't even bother to look for the statue. He was wrestling all night, so Triple H didn't really allow him to go to go look for that statue. But also, we had Sheamus come out and tease cashing in Money in the Bank at Net of Champions. We talked about this last week. Um, but do you think after last night, and this always happens, the Money in the Bank person always teases cashing it in. And then at the pay-per-view, more often than not, we, we get a cash-in, successful or not. It usually happens. So I'll ask you again after last night. We talked about it last week, but in kind of a follow-up. Do you feel like we get a third title match from Rollins at Night of Champions? Maybe he beats Cena. Maybe he beats Sting too. And then, bam, ba da 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 fella, or whatever the hell he says. Sheamus' music hits, and we get a third title match. I think... 
<clears throat> I think he might come out, but I think it's like gonna be one of those things like he tries to cash in and then someone kinda like like hits it before like you know you know what I'm saying, like they're about to cash it in, the referee's about to do it and then like Kind of like the Raw him. a couple weeks ago. Like yeah, with happened to Raw on so many times last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's about to cash it in, like Amber just Amber comes, comes and hits him, or someone hits him, or like yeah. it's, it's something like that could happen. I don't know. They could have him fight three times a night. They could. Imagine I mean, if he won. I mean, he's a heel too, so it'd be perfect if he beat Cena. He beats Sting. And then Sheamus cashes in, and he beats him too. Imagine the promo that we would get the next night. But well, like you Raw. said, they also could have him like kind of like cash in Rollins ask. And he pins Sheamus instead of pinning Sting. Yeah. So it protects Sting from losing. Sheamus doesn't win the belt, yeah. yeah I mean, he, he still loses, but he doesn't get pinned again um, after WrestleMania. And uh, Sheamus isn't champion, and Rollins still is champion. So it would be a win-win-win situation. But I feel like it's too good to be true. And it would it's not like it's like, oh, we just saw that at WrestleMania. Why would we want to see it again? Because it's Seth Rollins. It's like a cruel irony where like, oh, you did it to me, so I'm going to do it to you. Now, you know, it's, you know, he didn't cash in on Sheamus. But you know what I mean, though. Like, he had it, he did it to someone else, so now Sheamus is going to do it to him. But it backfires, and Rollins pins Sheamus. You know, so I feel like that'd be pretty um, interesting. I don't see it happening, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll get into our Night of Champions predictions uh, next week here on the show. But the match after that. We had Paige and Sasha Banks going at it after the events of last week's Beat the Clock Challenge, where Sasha Banks prevented Paige from winning the challenge and going on to contend for the Divas Championship next week on Raw. Um, so a good match, the This Is Awesome chance. Let's talk about that pretty briefly, because I know that kind of got a, a, a rise out of you, and rightfully so. I absolutely agree with you on this. But I didn't think the match was that bad. I mean, we were kind of pooping in it last night. It wasn't a terrible match. It wasn't great, but it got some good time. Um, it was pretty decent. Banks wins, but before we get into the page stuff, let's talk about the This Is Awesome chant. What What are your thoughts on it's this? It's so overused, like, oh my goodness, a decent, at that decent Divas match, nothing huge, like, it's not like they're pulling out all these huge maneuvers that, like, would ever, like, like need a This Is Awesome chant, they just start chanting in the middle of the match, I'm like, this is not awesome. <laughs> They made it seem like it was like the best Divas match of all time. You're going to make me enjoy the match even less. I exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It was good. It was a decent match. And they're cheating. This is awesome. Yeah. Very, um... I mean, I, I told you this last night. Not to be biased, but we were there at SummerSlam. We reserved the This is Awesome chance for, I believe, three points in the night from where we were sitting. Maybe they were chanting it elsewhere, but the only three or four times I heard it at SummerSlam when we were there in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn was the tag team title match. Yep. The main event between Lesnar and Taker and yeah, Rollins, Rollins and Cena. Cena. That's it. We didn't chant it during the Divas match after Paige went tumbling on everyone on the outside. Mm. Not an amazing spot. We've seen it before. I'm not not discrediting the women. It's not their fault. It's like, you know, uh, we, I always have something to say about the... digging himself in already. You know, I'm just saying, but I feel like... But she does it all the time. Like she did it last night on Tamina. Yeah, you both it, too. You're like, oh, here it comes, and she does it. And yep. Tamina takes the bump because Tamina sucks. <laughs> um... But, you know, not to rag on the women, I feel like what they're doing now is better than the Miz TV segment and the Faction Wars, which hopefully will go away soon. So that brings me to my next question here. Do you feel like the constant losses that Paige has been taking lately will lead to a heel turn maybe as soon as next week? Yeah. I you think so. she turns on Charlotte and costs her the belt? I think, I don't know if, she, I don't know if she'll turn on, but like so maybe like a little like accidental interference might cause her. Maybe she, like, hits one of the Bellas, hits Nikki, and gets, like, DQ'd. Mm -hmm. I think she'll have some involvement. A DQ, I mean, as much as I hate DQ finishes, it would be... It would make sense 
in that scenario, if only because we get a rematch. Date, well, like, the match is happening again in Night of Champions. Maybe they add in more women. I don't know. We get a different match. But I would assume that there's some sort of screwy finish to that match on Monday, and then we get the rematch six days later at Night of Champions. Paige easily jump in and be like, I was the reason Divas Revolution started. I deserve a title match. Yeah, make it a triple threat. Paige wins the belt, and you do a match between her and Charlotte. And then I don't know where Nikki Bella goes. Maybe she gets a rematch. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, I feel like that's probably the best way to go. And I hope they address it, whether it be on SmackDown or Raw next week when she turns on Charlotte, that if you can recall, the reason why Paige lost in the first place last night was because of the outside interference from Team Bad. Like, they, I don't know, they attacked Paige or something, and Charlotte and Becky did nothing. They just stood there and didn't do anything to help her. So she can always say, you know, you're there at ringside. Don't be useless. Do something at least. They you know, slid in the ring, and then they can't slid out. Who, the baby faces? The bat, no, Team Bad did. Oh, Team Bad, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, then yeah. the referee, like, turned away and, like, tried to get them out of the ring. Yeah, that's what it was. And then, like, Banks cheated or something. She rolled her out for the win. Uh, but, yeah, Team PCB did nothing and just... I mean, I don't really care at this point. I just want to see Paige go heel, if only just to end the faction wars, because it's it's not working. You know, I feel like if we just get nine individual performers out of all these women, you bring back Natalia, you bring back Emma, you bring back Cameron. No, I'm just getting on that last one. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can get some great matches out of all these women if they're just on their own. And Charlotte... Hoping to write an article about this because I absolutely agree when you made the statement last night. You know, actually, we'll talk about it later, but you know what? We might as well talk about it now. We might as well not go in order. But later on, when Charlotte interrupted the Bella Twins to talk about the match happening next week, the promo, I mean, it's not deplorable, but she's not a good babyface promo. Charlotte is. I mean, Nikki, Be- Nikki Bella is not great, but she's come a long way, so I'll give her credit. But Charlotte needs to go heel. I mean, I would have Charlotte go heel over Paige because as a babyface, she is not good. You she's know what? not good. What, why would you say she's not a good babyface? Because all she talks about is her dad, and it's so annoying. Does the woo, <laughs> do it with flair. Do it with flair. Oh, my God. I want to throw up. Every like, single promo. Every dude. single promo. It does not matter if it's even her. Like, we're going to do it with flair. Like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I want to throw up. <laughs> exactly. I can't yeah. stand that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Just because, When you start to shove things down people's, down people's throats, that's when it gets, like, overbearingly bad. That's what babyfaces do, though. Exactly. That's why people turn on babyface because they're just like sick of yeah. same old shit. Yeah, and Charlotte never really talked all that much down in NXT, <laughs> so she didn't really have to. And she never really, if you remember, she never really had a formal babyface turn. She just kind of turned a little bit because of that great match she had with Natalia at Takeover last year. Yeah. She never really had a turn. People just started to like her. So um, as the heel, though, with Flair. what she did it with. Flair. She did it with Flair. Uh-huh. Woo. Oh my god, I hate the chops still. Oh my goodness. She did the I was watching um the WWE YouTube thing. They upload the top ten moments from Raw or whatever and they counted um they they recapped the Diva segment, that promo, and at the end of it she's like, I'm gonna beat your lame record and just the tone of her voice, her promos, all of the women, but specifically Charlotte's, she comes across as so scripted. And obviously that's not the case down in the next team, but I don't I think it goes beyond that too. She's just not a good babyface pro she's not a good babyface promo. She goes, I'm going to beat your lame record and I'm going to do it with flair. Woo! And that's it. Like, it just, <laughs> it's not good. So, like, again, I'm not blaming Charlotte. I'm not saying she sucks or anything like she that. Sucks. I'm just saying, 
You're saying she sucks? I hate Charlotte. You hate Charlotte, okay. But I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm that's RJ. Let's, let's direct. All right, people, don't, that's me. No, send it to it. At RJ underscore Marzo. Don't send it to WrestleRay. I don't want the hate mail, at least not for this conversation, <laughs> but uh, maybe for the TNA stuff. <laughs> I hate but, TNA too, so send it my way too. You can send it his way and my way. We both, I love TNA, but let's give it, I'm not, we'll talk, that's another <laughs> podcast for another day. There's nothing to talk about when we go. <laughs> It comes to TNA. Like, we only talk about WWE on this show because literally there, there is nothing happening with TNA. I think it's better just to not talk about TNA than to trash it because literally, what is there to say? It's 2015. I, for one, I went to the show earlier this year, their debut on, on Destination America, and I'm even shocked that they're still in business. Like, I, I don't even know how they're. God bless Dixie Carter, but um, Global Force too. Good, good luck, good luck. I, we, we can't talk about it on the show because there's nothing to talk about. But anyway, moving forward to the next thing on Raw, the, <laughs> you see what was after the Divas match. Oh yeah, so after this we had Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose quickly squash the Ascension. So pretty nice squash match. They've been getting destroyed by Braun Strowman lately. Um, so that was well done. So good stuff there. Any thoughts on this match? We'll get to the other, the debut, and I want to save your thoughts on you know what what the idea that you pitched to me over the weekend. We'll save that for later on in the show between Orton and Sheamus when we get to that whole angle. But uh, what were your thoughts on this, if you had any? Just another squash match. We knew it was the Ascension, too. That was the funniest part. Yeah, you, you called like, that. It's probably like the Ascension or something. I'm like, it's going to be the Los Matadors. You're like, no, nah, it's going to be the Ascension, and there goes the Ascension. No it's literally like the Twix commercial, <laughs> like covering their face. We can just hear their shitty music. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm like, oh, goodness. And then they literally Rice didn't get one offensive move in, Not and a single they got squashed. One. It was... WrestleMania 30 all over again, like I told Not you last night. Not as bad as WrestleMania 30, but... <laughs> was, that was WrestleMania. They deserved a lot better. And then it had the New Age Outlaws, and the Ascension aren't that much better. <laughs> um, hashtag push the Ascension. Let's get that yeah, going. Hashtag push the Ascension. Two people strong here in WrestleRant Radio. But, man, I know you don't watch SmackDown, but they teased something last week, and... Nobody cared. I saw all of one person tweet about this, so I'm not really shocked. But they had something on SmackDown last week where Stardust said, you know, you guys are going to join me. We're going to form an alliance against against Neville, who was also not on the show last night. I don't know what they're doing with him. And you called that months ago. You said when he gets up in the main roster, he's going to be lost in the shuffle, and you cannot be more right about that. He's had a decent run. It's not like he's jobbing out every week. But no, but he hasn't done anything worth noting. No, he had a few. He's had a few good matches that he's lost, and most yeah. of them. Yeah. He's like a losing defeat. Like, look, Good in defeat, guys. Like yeah. Neville, little guy. Like, He's a, yeah, he had a few good matches. He's had he plenty of good slam. matches. He just loses. He just doesn't really have any good storyline consistency. You He's know, he's never on Raw. Comic book. The superhero era, or whatever. Al- yeah, welcome to the altitude era. That's all he's got. The only guy he's like beating in a feud, Stardust. And no yeah, one gives a crap. Maybe once or twice with King Barrett, but everyone beats King Barrett. Ask our truth. Everyone beats King Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the Ascension Stardust thing after only a mere. Four days is over with, and the Ascension are back to jobbing. So, yeah, as as, as far as Neville goes, um, we'll talk about that very briefly. What do you feel like they, they can give him? Like, say you're in charge of creative. What do you give him to do right now to get him back on TV and back, get him back in a prominent position on television? Like, who would you have him feud with, do you think, from the heel side of things? Because we already it's saw Honestly, so, I honestly... <laughs> there's, there's literally not a lot of heels for him, though. A lot of heels are already in programs with other people. Maybe after posting out of champions, because they're not going to be doing anything with Miz? him right now. Miz, I could see. Big Show. Oh, God. Big Show? We do show? not mention that name on this show. And literally, the only other people I can think of are literally Miz and the Big Show. What about Rusev? Do you think he's going to be stuck with Dolph Ziggler for the next 10 years? Dolph Ziggler, because what are they going to do with Ziggler? Um, <laughs> Ziggler or Sheamus again, for the 10th million time. 
Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get to it. But yeah, I don't know. Neville and Miz, I like, but I don't know how far that would go because Miz, oh, they're doing him in the Big Show now. Like what? We'll get and to that Cesaro. a little bit. And Cesaro gets punched by the Big Show. What? We'll get to that in a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, that was that. After that, we had another match, or we didn't have not we did not have another match after that. Oh yes, we did. We had the champion champion match. Um, Intercontinental champion Ryback, my boy, taking on RJ's boy Seth Rollins and RJ, who won that match. Ryback, the big guy. Ryback hashtag Dirty. beat me more. He won the clean. match. It, it, it doesn't matter in the record books, baby. Ryback has won the match. He had his hand raised. He just beat the world champion. And no, Cam's listening. I know Cam wants Ryback as world champion as much as I do. Let's get that petition going. Ryback for world champion. No. How about that? No. Yes, he's gonna beat Rollins for the belt. That's what's going on. Screw Sting. Screw John Cena. It's gonna be Ryback ending the reign of Rollins, next world heavyweight champion. I'm ready. I'm ready for Ryback as world champ. But what were your thoughts in this match? It was good, I guess. It wasn't a great match. Like, no, it was, it was good, yeah, for a TV match. It was good match. for what it was, yeah. yeah. Rollins kind of like ran around a little bit in the beginning. And then it seemed like he was about to win. And then Sting came on, come get the trophy. And he, I think he got schoolboyed for the pin. Yeah, there was like an inside package yeah, or something. Inside yeah. Pa- yeah, yeah, a little roll up. And then. Yeah, whatever it was. Ryback won. Rollins still didn't get a statue yet. No statue. He did not get the statue. We'll talk about that at the end of the show, but it doesn't look like he's getting back that statue unless it's in pieces. We better remake one. We better get the uh, better call up Druke the Dung- Druke Duke? I think it's Duke, right? Duke the Drumster. Dumpster Drozzy. That's a tongue twister. Call him up and maybe he can find the, uh, the statue the for you. The what? The shards of the-, <laughs> shards of the statue, yeah. So that was a good match. Um, yeah, for a TV match, it was pretty good. Ryback gets the win. Sting with the... With the Distraction. Distraction, yeah. So Ryback wins the match. And Rollins, you tweeted me before the show, are you ready for Rollins, Rollins? This show was Rollins. Like, he was in the opening. This, at least two or three backstage segments with the authority in that awesome Dudley's New Day, (laughs) Edge and Christian thing, which we'll talk about. He was in that main event. And and he was the last segment to his The last segment to his thing. He was all over this show. Monday Night Rollins, baby. (laughs) Monday Night Rollins. Nothing better. So after that, we had... Yeah, I know your favorite segment tonight. I know you were praising this. So Summer Rae comes out and apologizes to Rusev for her actions last week. Great acting. Loved every second of this. She comes out, starts bawling her eyes out. Those, those amazing tears, though. And then Rusev comes out. And this is where they got me. I thought this was the best part. So Rusev comes out and says, I forgive you. And then... Shockingly, Dolph Ziggler comes out, and you thought Lana was going to come out too, but apparently she's injured, and he super kicks him, and again for the seventh week or the uh, I'm sorry, the seven hundredth week in a row, nothing was accomplished in this feud at all. <laughs> so um, to kind of oh, and before this too, we had that one of the best video packages I've ever seen in my seven years as a wrestling fan, that TMZ style. Pardon my French, bullshit, where it was scandal. Uh, what was it? What, what they said, scandal. Oh my, oh gosh. <laughs> oh my god, I was gonna vomit. I, I vomited during the big show shit, but that was that was deplorable. So, RJ, save me, save me, save me, Y2J, R2J here from this segment. What were your, what were your thoughts in this TNA trash? It was <laughs> Awful. Literally, they got nothing accomplished, and it was so predictable when Ziggler came out. I was super kicking him as usual. It was so dumb. Like you said, that stupid little, like, 
vignette they kept showing, like the TMZ, like, oh my goodness, scandal, like Dolph Ziggler in a towel, like. And they showed it twice. twice. They showed it twice. twice. Oh my god, and once wasn't bad enough. Exactly. It was awful. Oh my goodness. Jesus. So, thankfully, and you made a good point, and and, and maybe not so thankfully, we'll see. Um, Lana has been injured. Not to say I don't like Lana. Lana is great, fine specimen she is, but she will be out of action with a wrist injury for the next four months, which means hopefully this feud will end. Unfortunately, we're getting Ziggler and Rusev again in Net of Champions, which I'm sure, even though it might be a Hell in a Cell match, as you said, it's still going to end in a double DQ or a no contest or a count or whatever the hell they go with this time. And then... They'll probably still continue the feud even when she comes back in four months. So Lana is out injured. What do you think this happened? What do you think this bodes well for her future? What do you think is next for Lana now that she's gone? She's gonna pick up the pieces where they left off. When she comes back, you yep. think? That's typical WWE. Push this feud so she comes back. <laughs> Until WrestleMania. Until she comes back, TLC match, Rusev versus. Ziggler. Yeah, they'll do it. This match, and it'll end in a count now. They'll do it inside and they'll do Hell in a Cell, and something will happen. They'll do Team Ziggler versus Team Rusev <laughs> at Survivor Series, and then she'll come back at TLC, and there'll be a contract of Lana ladder match, the custody of Lana. Custody of Lana, I like that. Circa, Rey Mysterio, Eddie yep. Guerrero, 2005. Yep. That match is nothing compared to Dolph Ziggler I and Rusev. I guarantee they, they're going to drag <laughs> it out that long. They probably will. They probably will. And it's not even like, oh, this. where, where can they go next? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They'll continue to book the same segment every single week. Like, it's the same thing. You can go to Raw four months ago when it's the same garbage every single week. I love you. I'm sorry. Super kick, and it's over. Like, oh, my God. Like, this is <laughs> awful. Oh, my God. And the acting never gets any better. And then the acting is just... I've run out of adjectives to describe how bad this angle is, and it's deplorable. Like I said, Lana getting injured does not do this match any justice. We have a week and a half away until Night of Champions, but we're getting the match anyway because they need to get these two guys in the show. So I guess they're doing the match, but by God, oh my God, this show is... This this one single... This one segment is killing this entire program right now. It's killing my interest in Raw, and I love wrestling, but I I tune into the show like... My heart sinks when you sent me that text uh, a week ago saying, look what they booked for Raw tonight, Rusev and Ziggler part 32. (laughs) Oh my god, like you're advertising that stuff, but you don't advertise like Owens and Cesaro, like really people are going to tune into Raw to see this match over like Seth Rollins and Ryback? Like, I don't know, it doesn't make any sense, but I guess it's better left... Um, we've already ranted about it enough, but there's like there's I would go on more with it. I would rant more about it. This is Wrestle Rant Radio after all. But I I've literally run out of adjectives to describe how bad this storyline is it's right terrible. now. It is one, one of the, the worst, worst storylines of all time. Not even of, of this all year. time. All time. Yeah, in the last like ten years. Easy, easy. Oh my god, that's awful. So moving on here, um, we get in the oh this is a great improvement. <laughs> so we had a very fresh matchup next coming off that amazing segment. We had. Randy Orton and Sheamus going at it once again. My favorite match from uh, from SummerSlam, and this match was just a bore fest. Oh my <laughs> god! I like Orton. I really like Orton. I think Sheamus is so much better as a heel. But oh my god! End <laughs> this feud. Ha- get that trending. Hashtag end this feud with Randy Orton and Sheamus. They've wrestled like a million times. Over the last five years, it's the match that will never end. They might as well book an Iron Man match until the end of time, until both guys die. At least we know that match will never end, because they just keep on booking the same stuff. 
every single week. <laughs> oh my god, what were your thoughts on this match? It was, it was way worse than their SummerSlam match. And it was some, there was no need for it. Sheamus already beat him clean at. Then he loses! Again, clean. This is clean. 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 <laughs> no sense. Now they're going to just keep uh. the feud going. Oh, oh my goodness. Do a best out of 100 series. You know, just save us, just save us the uh, agony. It's At least so I'll know bad. the matches are going to be It makes no sense. Makes it's, absolutely we've no seen sense. this match as many times as seen Rusev and Ziggler. More, like times 10, which is even worse. <laughs> it's so bad. The last night's match was horrible. Oh my god. So after that, though, we did have a pretty cool segment. We had Randy Orton getting attacked by the Wyatt family, including Luke Harper, Bray Wyatt, and your boy, Braun Strowman. The Black Sheep. The Black Sheep. So it looks like an out of champions, Randy Orton will be the third mystery partner for uh, for Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns, which I will say I did call several weeks ago, because I would love to see Wyatt and Randy Orton. Just saying, despite the spoiler, that uh, it would be Baron Corbin. I predicted Randy Orton. I predicted that right here on the show, just saying. But anyway, um, the spoiler, quote-unquote spoiler, it was leaked over the weekend, or at least rumored, that it could be Baron Corbin. So, let's say Orton was, quote-unquote, legitimately injured last night on Raw, and they only attacked him because they saw him conversing with Ambrose and Reigns. They bring in the NXT standout, Baron Corbin. RJ, how would you book this? <laughs> well, how I had this booked to Graham was have Reigns and Ambrose... I don't know, somehow they're facing Wyatt and Harper. They take out them two. Strowman takes out Reigns and Ambrose. JBL or Cole say, oh my god, this guy's a monster. Who's going to stop him? Oh, JBL would be like, this monster, he's on fire. <laughs> exactly. Flying monster. And then you know, get a little motorcycle rev. <laughs> yeah. And do the little the spotlight come on him. Oh my god. People... <laughs> People would go nuts. Corbin comes out, drops Strowman at the end of, end of days. That'd be nice. I just think he's like the most uh, believable guy to take down Strowman. The most like Randy Orton like, can't even beat Sheamus. Like, he got demolished by them last yeah. night. So, no, you make a good point. Like, I love Orton. Like I said, I love the possibility of them going to um, Orton and Wyatt at some point in the near future. But you make a great point that the whole point of this match and out of champions and adding a third member is that whoever this third guy is should be able to take it to Braun Strowman. Um, I told you over text it could be Apollo Crews. Way too soon though. Samoa yeah. Joe, like you said, should win the NXT title first. Like that idea as well. Baron Corbin, not his biggest fan, but after you booked that segment to me, you won me over with that scenario. Uh, my only one gripe with that one segment was that I would save the end of days for the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even beyond that because that's a big spot. Braun Strowman is a Beast. He's humongous. He's a monster. The former Rosebud himself. Oh my god, a complete 180. Uh, <laughs> thank god we didn't get like Leo Kruger in the stable instead, you know? It could have been 10 times worse. I mean, I, I like the idea of adding Leo Kruger in there or a Bo Dallas. I mean, you even could do that. I feel like they could add more members and make this kind of a Ravens Flock esque group, I mean, you know, especially when they bring back Rowan. Rowan should not, and I repeat, should not be feuding with um, the Wyatt family. No one wants to see it. No one cares about him as a babyface after they ruined him against Big Show and RJ's favorite match of all time, the Stairs match at TLC 2014. Dude, how do you know? <laughs> that was my favorite match of all time. I know you've been watching it. Every day on repeat on the network. I know. I saw it when I came in yesterday. Watch Raw at your plays. Um, but yeah, Rowan should be a part of the family, not against the family. But that said, I'm sure they'll be doing a WrestleMania match between the Black Sheep and the White Sheep. 
Main event of WrestleMania 30, 32. So, hashtag. Oh, it's going to be at Survivor Series. Survivor Series? Black Sheep versus White Sheep. <laughs> oh, my God. Team Black Sheep versus Team White Sheep. Oh. And then Team Ziggler versus Team Russo. Oh, my God. That's that's almost going to be worse than that Survivor Series from a couple years ago that was headlined by Big Show and Randy Orton. <laughs> Don't even get me started. Uh, but, yeah, I feel I love the idea of Baron Corbin coming in, though. I mean, we still have one week left. And, like I said, Randy Orton is not confirmed. I mean, like I said, it would make sense if they took him out and they wanted to write him off TV because it would make no sense if Orton was around and he wasn't at Night of Champions. So it would make sense if they wanted to write him off TV and they saw him conversing with the babyfaces. So they're like, oh, let's attack Orton, make sure they don't have a third guy. And then, boom, out comes Baron Corbin. You debut him the way that you did on Raw. Or you have him come out and just be like, and our third man is Bray Wyatt. And then they do the whole, like, hardcore Holly, Cody Rhodes, Teddy Biasin, 2008 champions, where, like, their tag team partner is one of their opponents. I could see that happening. Hashtag book it. Luke Harper joins Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Come on, RJ, would you want to see that? No. You, I know I know what you want to say. Braun Strowman turning into no. the Wyatt family. Yes. I could see that happening. Baron Corbin, though. Um, and like you said, not even that, too, because the part that didn't sell me on that was that um, just the idea of Baron Corbin on the roster by himself, I don't feel like he's quite there yet in terms of being ready for the main roster. But like I said to you, and you said you know, this would be the way that you would go about it, you have him turn on Dean Ambrose and or with Roman Reigns, and you put him with Reigns as a badass heel tag team. And that would be about that. great. Yes, Reigns as a heel, I feel like needs to happen at some point. Yes. Ambr- Ambrose can't be the one who turns. People aren't going to accept it. It's just not going to happen. So, as a heel tag team, I would love to see that. It would protect Baron Corbin, and uh, you know, like I said, Baron Corbin as a heel is where he—he's he, money as a heel. I mean, I don't feel like as a—he's not going to be a big time player, regardless. I don't feel like, but he's going to be something on the main roster if they continue to um, polish him right. Because the match with Samoa Joe at Takeover was pretty decent. Yeah, I thought it was, was a good, good match. match yeah. yeah, I mean, it's—I mean, I would call it the worst match on the show, but it's more of a reflection on the rest of the show than it is that match. But. No, yeah, they had a pretty good match. You have a match with Samoa Joe. It's not going to be bad. But Baron Corbin, to his own credit, definitely held his own. He put forth a good performance. So um, I would not be against the idea of him being called up to main it's roster. It's not like he needs the NXT championship either. No, no I, I can't see him wearing that belt. So I'd much rather see him just be called up at this point. Braun Strowman never made a single appearance in NXT as a wrestler. As a Rosebud, sure. Never as a wrestler. He maybe have wrestled all five matches in WWE, like on the... Uh, in NXT in the dark matches and stuff before he got the call-up. So if that can happen to him, I wouldn't be surprised if it could happen to Baron Corbin coming out of champions. So in between that, I forgot to mention this, between that awful segment between Ziggler, Lana, or not Lana, Summer Rae and Rusev, and then that match, we had one gem on this show, which I thought was amazing, the backstage segment, Seth Rollins coming through, where's my statue, where's my statue, gets confronted by the New Day, and the New Day comes out saying, oh, we can we can help you find your statue, whatever, and uh, they're like, you know, wanna, you want to know why we can help you find your statue? He's like, why? And they're like, because New Day rocks, New Day rocks, and then Seth Rollins, he's like, why, why did I say why? <laughs> and then in come the Dudley Boys. Oh no! And I'm sorry, not, not the Dudley Boys. Edge and Christian, kind of playing off the whole thing, which I like. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for revisionist history. Not you know, just re- acknowledging history. And they talked about how he almost broke his neck last year and whatever. So and then Rollins runs off, and Edge is like, you know, let, you never got the job done. Or no, no, Rollins was like, I'm the ultimate opportunist. That's exactly what you used to do ten years ago. And Edge was like, yeah, but I would finish the job, but you didn't. So let's take it on. Let's go one on one right now. And Rollins' his reaction was priceless. He goes, uh, uh. 
I'm too busy tonight. And then he just walks away. <laughs> and then the Dudley boys come in the picture. Place goes crazy. You get the New Day. Uh, Edge and Christian. The Dudley boys. Big E eats a kazoo during, like, halfway during the, seg- uh, during the segment for whatever reason. And uh, they just start chanting, get the tables. Get the tables. <laughs> Great segment. What were your thoughts on this? It was a good segment. Like I said, they kind of, like, played back on history between Edge, Christian, and Rollins. Rollins kind of gets away, trying to look for the statue. Then they plan the new day in uh, the Dudleys. So I like good. it. I thought it was good. Well, I liked a lot of parts about that. I like this for many different reasons. One, we got the obvious reunion of Edge and Christian and the Dudleys for the first time in at least 10 years. Yeah. The Dudleys haven't been in the company since 05, and Christian left around that time too. So we haven't gotten a reunion or at least them seen them in the same ring or slash company in the last 10 years. So there was that. The New Day to me are like the new edging Christian with like their goofy mannerisms. So that was cool to see those two tag teams together. And then again, like I said before, Rollins and Edge have that history. But Rollins to me, and I've said this time and time again, is like the 2015 version of Edge. Like not like you can't do live sex on Raw and stuff like that, unfortunately. <laughs> but he come, he pretty much does everything else. Yeah. You know, he's not an Edge ripoff, but he's his own version of Edge. He is the first. Seth Rollins. Exactly. So uh, that's why I love the segment. But because of that one segment, you get a lot of chatter on social media in regards to the Hardy Boys. And even before that, there was a poll that WWE put out earlier in the day on their website saying, who would you, basically in so many words, who would you mark out most for, uh, for returning to the company? They had Kurt Angle on there. Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy, they were two separate options for some reason. They had Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Scott Steiner. They had... Um, <laughs> If you hear me, oh my god! Uh, I would love to see him back in the company. I love Scott Steiner. Um, they had a few others too. That I, oh, Shane McMahon was another one, and maybe somebody else. But yeah, I mean, it seems like a lot of people. You know, the Hardys, uh, their TNA contracts, hopefully running up in the next year or so. Would you want to see the Hardys back in WWE? I, I I would like to see Jeff Hardy back. I don't know about Matt, but. I'd like to see Jeff Hardy back. <laughs> I mean, I love Matt Hardy, but I'll I don't say really this: I like Matt Hardy. I love Matt Hardy. That's very well established. But I will say this though: there is much more money in a. I'm not, I'm not saying Matt should come by on his own. You know, he's not going to return on his own. I would love to see if he came back on his own. I would be happy. But majority though, it'd be okay. Like this is cool. Maybe for a one-off in the Rumble, <clears throat> like Bubba Ray Dudley. Remember yeah. how he came back by himself this year? Um, but he's a bigger star anyway than than Diva and in TNA. <laughs> But anyway, um, I think it'd be cool if we had both of them back in the in the fold. I, I don't know if you can get another match between them and the Dudleys. It would be pretty damn cool if they came back before WrestleMania next year. I mean, they need all the star power they can get to sell out AT&T Stadium for WrestleMania. That'd be a great get. Maybe you throw in the Usos, Cesaro and Kid, the Wyatt family, the Shield former members, uh, Ambrose and Rollins, or Ambrose and Reigns, rather. Something along those lines. Hashtag book it. That'd be a great match for WrestleMania. The first multi-man tag team match for WrestleMania that I actually care about. That will hopefully not feature Los Matadores. That looks like they're breaking up. We'll get to that soon. But, yeah, I, w- I would love to see the Hardy Boys back in WWE, especially Jeff. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Matt Hardy fan, but Jeff Hardy here in the... Great song. But if he came back to the company, I would be... So happy. The older one was better when they're the Hardy Boys. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of like. Yeah, it was like a. His new theme was like a remix of that theme. But it was like slower a little bit. Yeah. The other one was a lot better. I liked that one better. Yeah. The theme. Damn, damn, damn. Yeah, they used that as the Hardys, though. And he also used that on his own, too. When he had Um, all the face paint. That's when he started getting the face paint on Raw. Yeah, 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 yeah. When he was on his own, yeah. And then you guys ass kicked by Undertaker. Yeah, and that no D. Oh, you talking about the first time or the later on? 
the first time. Yeah, no, too. He was yeah. like, make yourself famous, kid. JR on commentary. <laughs> Great, man. Last one right off the top of the ladder. I'm yeah. Still alive. Um, yeah, yeah. And Undertaker shakes his hand. What a moment. 2002, ladies and gentlemen. What a year in wrestling. I love 2002. And I know that's when you started watching. Yeah, that's a good year. It's a very good year. But anyway, I would love to see the Hardy Boys back in WWE. And you know, this company is all about when they said, you know, who would you like to see back in the company? In their eyes, is which one of these people can make us the most money? And you know, Jeff Hardy is huge with the kids. Even if he hasn't been with the company in six or seven years, he hasn't been with WWE. I still feel like he would be a great addition to the roster. You don't have him work every single Raw and SmackDown. Give him a Dudley Boys uh, schedule. I don't think they're working live events. Have him work Raws and SmackDowns, the pay-per-views like RVD and Jericho do. I think it'd be a great deal. His body is so beat up. I don't know. Understand? <laughs> that was the thing with Kurt Angle. I don't understand why they offered him a full time contract if they knew, well, damn, that he was not going to perform a full time schedule like live events and stuff. The guy is like on his deathbed. Why would he ever compete to a schedule like that? So hopefully, um, they bring him back in the fold and they don't do that same crap because he's not going to come back to do that. You know, as much as I want to see him back in WWE, I don't want to see him just die in the middle of the ring because he's working every night. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I think he's a big enough star they can bring him back to work at least a Rob Van Dam like Jericho schedule um, but anyway after that we had another match between oh yeah the Dudley Boys speaking to him against Los Matadores so Dudley Boys go over clean pretty quickly pretty decisive match but we do get the teasing of the split of Los Matadores well so, it's more them getting away from El Torito than them splitting out do you think that's what's going to happen next yeah think well, they're they both take- attacked El Torito well, I mean, there's been a lot of rumors lately of WWE potentially repackaging them. So could you see this as their way of... I mean, like you said before, I mean, I remember when we first started doing the show together, and I said this back then because I've hated Los Matadors since day one. They've been in this company for like the last two years. They've been with the company for years, as Primo and Epico, as themselves. They've been under contract for that long. But the Matadors gimmick has been in the com- on TV for the last two years now. That is ridiculous because it's so awful. But that said, though, I know you're not a huge Primo and Epico fan, but just bring them back. Give Rosa Mendez something to do. I would I would lose all hate for Rosa. It's not even that I hate Rosa Mendez. I'm just mad at the fact that she's even under contract when they, she doesn't do anything. She doesn't serve a purpose. She's like the David Otunga of the Divas division. It's like, why are you there? Um, she's like the JTG of what he used to be before he got the boot, finally. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, would you want to see Primo and Epico come back over the Matadors just to end this gimmick? Yes. Just to end this awful, 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 awful gimmick because no one ever cared about it from day one. Just the fact that it's been around this this long is just mind-boggling to me. So hopefully last night was a step in the right direction. I mean, they teased the split before between these guys, so I'm going to hold my breath. I mean, I won't hold my breath. Sorry. I'll say that much. that's That's the phrase. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it does tease a, uh, a split for Los Matadores and we do get that sooner rather than later. Cause, or at least like I told you, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully them putting Fernando through the table essentially writes him off of TV for the next two decades. Because <laughs> um, I, I don't care about him whatsoever. And that, yeah. was, that was just the bottle falling, people. That wasn't like the whole place coming down. No, I think hopefully it's they, they, they're, they're awful. They they were, like I said, I'd take them with Rosa Mendez as Primo and Epico. <laughs> 20 times more than Los Matadores. No one cares. No one cares. I'm not saying people will care. No. I, I would just like them more on my television screen. They would be tolerable, I think is the right word for it. They would like be tolerable. Puerto Rican bullfighters are just not... I don't know who thought of that. Probably yeah. Vince. Probably Vince. It's, it all comes down to him at the end of the day. Terrible gimmick. I can't... It's like the... um. What was the name of it? The Montour or whatever it is. You know how like they would show that uh, guy with the... Uh, 
whatever helmet on, like back from 1995. The Mantor. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that version of that. The Los Matadores are that in 2015. It's that bad. They're bad. It's They're the bad. worst act. Probably. It's the worst act in the entire company. I'm not that even. That actually even gets TV. They actually get like TV time too. Is the worst part. Hashtag where's Damien Sandow? Who cares. They get more TV time than Damien Sandow. And Axelmania. <laughs> Axelmania, baby, is not getting TV. Snuckamania? <sighs> Snuckamania? Oh, he's in jail. <laughs> I don't know. It, hopefully that gives to me that. Hopefully he gets the pink slip after that. <laughs> One can only hope, people. One can only hope. So after that, we had... Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my other favorite match of the night. Cesaro versus The Miz. The match wasn't really that bad, but my favorite part of the night came out when, when, when Big Show made an appearance after I distinctly said to RJ that, oh man, this is a good show if it means we're not going to see Big Show tonight. Out comes the big shit, and he comes out and ruins the match, makes it go to a double countout. No, Miz runs away, and then, oh, I love this spot. He just knocks out Cesaro for no apparent reason. The tweener-ass, babyface heel, no one ever gives a shit anymore about Big Show. Turns again by knocking out Cesaro. He turned babyface and heel in like the matter of like 10 seconds. <laughs> Only Big Show would do that. So I guess we're doing a Big Show Miz feud. My, my, That's what it is. My right. lifelong dreams have been realized. So what are your thoughts on this match? What, what was this? The match was okay. The f- oh, I can't stand Big Show. Why is he on TV? Why? He's a spectacle. Oh, he's a, he's a spectacle. I'm buying, I'm buying tickets to that Raw, by the way, in Boston, just to see the big show. Said no one ever. <laughs> oh, I'm so sick of the world's largest piece of shit. <laughs> Hopefully he retired. I mean, it's not even against anything against Paul White. I, I don't... Like Paul White. I like... Graham, I, you know, this is... Graham, Graham, <laughs> I know Graham. I like Paul White. I hate the big show. I say this for everybody. Like, if the Bell... I, I, I like Bella Twins a lot more than Big Show. But Big Show, Paul White came up to me, and I don't drink. If he asked me to go get a drink with him, maybe I'd consider it. The Big Show came up to me, would hate the Big Show. Like, <laughs> as an on-air character, I'm sick of the Big Show. I'm done. Bring in Captain Insano, I'd be fine with it. Big Show, not so much. Moving right along here. <laughs> we already talked about the Nikki Bella Charlotte segment, which was not too good. So we get to the main event. John Cena and the primetime players, hashtag millions of dollars, against the New Day and the WWE and United States champion, Seth Rollins. So the match, it wasn't really much of a match. It was basically John just... Cena versus... New Day. The New Day, yeah, that was essentially what it is. Rollins didn't get in, in, in until the end. Thankfully, he was not pinned like we thought he would be. And Titus O'Neil came in for like 10 seconds. Darren Young never got it in the, the tag at all. And that was pretty much it. Not to poop on it, though, because I thought the New Day here were great. They were great. They were fantastic. So what were your thoughts on the match? It was a decent match. Um, like you said, Titus O'Neil got the, like the hot tag for like 10 seconds, did his whole... Baby face thing. Yeah. Did the horror, horror, horror. Then like it's probably like said Seth Rollins was only in the match for like a couple minutes, if that. Yeah. Then he tied uh, Kingston in, and then he got pinned. But yep. Also, what do you think about that fan? Let's talk about that that's real quick. A, I was, that's bad. That's I was just good. about to mention that. So someone brought this to my attention. I thought this was not ironic, just kind of weird. Um, you had that last night with Seth Rollins. You had Dean Ambrose. You, you read about that, right? When you got that. stabbed or something like that. The fan at some live event. And then Roman Reigns in the briefcase situation from a couple weeks ago. All three members of the Shield getting attacked for some reason. Well, it's a, something saying attacked. No, no, it was, but they all had to do with fan incidents. You know what I mean? It's a C-O-N spiracy here in, uh, in WWE with the former Shield members. But that was weird. I thought it was funny not to endorse it. Like, I'm not going to be just... 
I'm not going to laugh at it just to endorse like, oh, other people should do that. Because remember I showed you that video a couple months ago. I think it was in England. Like this is why England will never get a WrestleMania. It wasn't one guy. It was like three people. Like remember I showed you that? It was one guy, two guys actually. They, they went in the ring. wrestled in the ring. And one of them had like a rock bottom on the other one. <laughs> like it's funny. It's really entertaining. Like I was laughing my ass off last night when we saw that fan. But he's, you just see him. Rollins making his entrance, swagger and all. And you see the fan come up right behind him. And Rollins... Priceless. Classic Rollins. He just like looks at him, knows he's not a threat, and just keeps on walking. <laughs> Whereas John Cena, he stands up, he's like, What the fuck? Everyone watch out! He's grabbing watch the out. time players yeah, like holding like, them back. Players, watch they're like they're like his kids. It's like don't go near him. Don't go near your kids. It's okay. It's okay. You're gonna get hurt. He has the a worst done. part is he got to like the steel steps and no one was even there yet. No one did anything. The referee was like um, come with me, sir. Like, didn't attack. Like, if this was 1999, like the ref, the security guard, would be like, get the fuck down, like stay down. You know they would have tackled them right to the ground. It's ridiculous. Oh my god, that was super funny. That was probably the best part about one of the best parts about the show last night. Again, not to endorse it. It's Don't just do weird. It, people. Don't it's not do worth it. Getting arrested for. Yeah, not worth getting arrested for. Or banned from future events. If you're that much of a fan, you won't do it. You got your 15 seconds of fame, buddy. But it was funny. But just don't do it. Don't be an idiot. Um, but what were your thoughts on the match, though? It was good. It, it, it served its purpose. It was good for Cena and Rollins to continue their attention. Same with the players and New Day. New Day. Good to see Kofi Kingston take the pin. Yes. And there you go. That was the main event. It was a good main event. I liked the New Day so much. It wasn't even so the so much the match that entertained me. It was Xavier Woods and his Xavier trombone. Was so <laughs> Again, like I told you last night, this is the same guy that no one could even two craps about. And I know, like you said, it's because of our truth. And if you get paired with our truth or Santino off the bat, you know you're just dead from the get go. But man, that guy went from doing absolutely nothing a year ago to being one of, a part of, at least one of, if not the single most entertaining act in the entire show. These guys are so great as heels. And I mean, I feel like they're going to turn a baby face at some point because they're just so over at this point. Like at SummerSlam, I know it's Brooklyn, but at least 90% of the crowd was chanting New Day Rocks. Like they were super over in front of that crowd. Give me chills listening to it. Not as over as Rollins, mind you, but they were still pretty over. <laughs> um, it's just a smarky crowd. Smarky crowd. That was, a, that was a great crowd that night, especially when Rollins came out. Got a star treatment star the Finn Balor star with like five hours at the end of it star treatment for uh, good old Seth Rollins so that wasn't the end of the show though that was not the end of the show Finn gets taken away match is over Sting appears at the top of the Titan Tron with the, the statue third time, the third time of the night if I was a paid member of this audience and I never got to see Sting in person I'd be a little frustrated. I wouldn't ask for my refund. I mean, I would go to Raw regardless. Yeah. Um, but I'd be a little frustrated. I didn't get to see Sting live. But anyway, so he shows the statue. He said, couldn't find me in time. Didn't bother looking for me, so I'm going to trash it. And acts a little goofy, pushes the thing in the garbage can. And much to RJ's dismay, the statue has been destroyed. So the statue is no more. Rollins cries to end the show. And that was it. So RJ... Rest in peace, Seth Rollins statue, 2015 to 2015. Any final thoughts? Any, any um, final memories that you have of the statue before it's put to rest? They need to rebuild it. Need to rebuild it. Do you see the Instagram post that that Seth Rollins put up? I didn't. I don't have an Instagram. I just saw it in one of the dirt sheets. Um, it was a picture of him getting ready when they were getting him ready for the statue, and he's like. So many people worked so hard to put that statue together. It did. It took days on end. And no, he's, he was right. He's absolutely right. But he was like, 
It took days to put that thing together. And you, Sting, destroyed it. You didn't only hurt just me. You hurt all of those people who put that statue together, that put days of their lives, spent hours upon hours upon hours putting that piece of gold together, and you destroyed it. In light of those people, I'm going to do it for them, that I'm going to destroy your legacy at Night of Champions, something like that. And, and, it says it, I have it right here. Yeah. So much damn work went to that statue. Not just me, but the casters and crafters. <laughs> all of WWE played a part. Sting robbed us all, and now at Night of Champions, I'm going to redeem us by taking his legacy as com- compensation for my statue. <laughs> this is perfect. But well, honestly, I, I just like... They wouldn't make this whole thing just to ruin it. I feel yeah. like that's like... They, they, hopefully they made like a copy. Because if I'm a Seth Rollins, I'm like, I kind of want that in my um, in my, in my my house. They definitely didn't do all that just to ruin it. Yeah, no. I'm sure they have another one or something. Better. They better. Hopefully Bring that, that statue out. What? Bring that statue out. <laughs> hopefully Maybe 20 years wins at New United Champions, they get a new one. That'd be the, that should be the stipulation. If you could survive <laughs> both matches and not a champions, Rollins, you will get a new statue. And then... Undertaker comes back and destroys that one too. No. <laughs> yeah. Kane comes back and destroys that one too. How no. about that? Yes. No. Hashtag book it. Hashtag bring back the Seth Rollins statue and destroy it again. Yes. How about that? But we talked about this before the show. Sting. I'm not pooping on Sting. I'm not one of those people that says, oh, WWE destroyed Uh-oh. Sting. We but we talked about it. I want to get your thoughts on it. Do you feel like. He was a little too goofy for his own taste last night, for your for your own liking, Sting last night. Too, too reminiscent of the Jokers thing. From what they've had him debuted as, kind of like the... They started off with like the... Like the like, I don't know, scary, but like the... The low, vigilante? Yeah, the vigilante. Stupid, too. I hate the vigilante. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's kind of like mysterious. Yeah. He's dark. <clears throat> and then out of nowhere now, he's just like goofy and like joking and not... Scary or mysterious mm-hmm. anymore. He's just like he's talking a lot more than he should be. Yeah, he's not like it's just like he was like kind of like the Undertaker, like mysterious talks, not a lot. Like he's the point across exactly gets the point across. His promo a couple weeks ago, I thought was poop. The Triple H one was terrible <laughs> last week. Yes, and the then Triple H kissed my ass promo is essentially. Oh what it was. It I thought was. it was good, but I thought that just, just the logic didn't make any oh sense. Oh my goodness! Triple H beat me fair and square at WrestleMania with <laughs> DX and a sledgehammer. Like, but that's okay. And then that's last okay, night, yeah. like I said, he was just goofing around, like pushing the statue <laughs> in, and then he like jumped on the dumpster, like or the dump truck. I could have sworn it was Joker. And he was like, Woo! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looked like Joker's staying from TNA. Again, not to crap on TNA. Simmer down, TNA apologists. But, yeah, I think it was... He, he started out as so mysterious that I think it'd be better off if they just had him... I mean, I said before when he, for, when he first debuted not to have him talk because I didn't think he was that good of a talker, but he is a pretty good talker when he's given, like, stuff that can he can sink his teeth into, not the... Stuff that makes no sense. Like what that creative gives him. Gives him like, I, I lost to Triple H at WrestleMania, but he's a man. He beat me with a sledgehammer. He's a man. Like, well, are you joking? That. What? He didn't acknowledge the interference or anything. No, nah, of course he didn't, but it was just dumb. So hopefully, I'm, again, I'm not one of those people that's going to say they ruined Sting, but just last night, a little bump in the road. We'll see where, where they go next week with him. Do you feel what like do you think? Okay, here's the thing. What do you think if he loses clean? And Night of Champions. What do they do with him after what, that? What does that do with his, like, WWE? Like, he's 0-2, lost to Triple H, dirty, but that... Yeah, yeah. Clean to Still, a loss is a loss. Um, the thing is, I think he's just so... 
He's just such a big name, it wouldn't really matter. That's like like people say, like Cena. He's he's, he's established. Jo- exactly, he's already a legend. It's like if Cena lost, if Cena lost every match, it still wouldn't affect him. Exactly, yeah. But it's Cena. No, yeah, exactly. It's, it's Cena. Cena wins, lol. If you're over and if you're over enough, you can lose and still be over. Ask Dean Ambrose. That's that's why the John Cena feuds never pan out. I mean, Owens is over. All these people mm. that he faces are over, but they're not established. You know what I mean? People, he's, they're going to be over while they're feuding with Cena, yeah. but after they lose to him, they're not going to be as over. That's Wyatt. Ask Rusev. Ask Owens. Exactly. Never so you never have someone face Cena when they're not like already someone established. Ne- I can't remember one instance where he's faced an up-and-comer, lost, or beat them, and they've been okay. Or they were already established. Like um, when he beat Rollins last year, he was already at the top heel. So exactly, he was, yeah, he was with the authority, so it didn't even matter. It was like a, money in the bank too. So yeah, like, yeah, he was fine. He was gonna win that's that belt the anyway. Last up and comer, only up and comer I could think of that he actually beat and like they didn't suffer in the last several years. Yeah, exactly. I'm waiting for Daniel Bryan to get back, so give Cena back his win over him too and retire Daniel Bryan. Call on it right now. That's probably what they'll do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, with Sting though, I, again, I'm not gonna say he's gonna be ruined if he loses the no. Night of Champions, but I don't I, know. What I would say do. if he loses, it's not gonna be clean. It's already a game. No, yeah, they'll probably have Kane interfere. Kane or something interfere, like, that. Or like Sheamus interfere, then like Shane. he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. It's WCW it's people need to get over it. Exactly. The the ten WCW fans that are left, I know all with of them the TNA left. TNA fans. TNA fans are left too. They're going by the wayside. And we already build I'm building a memorial. I'm digging my uh, my digging my ditch for Seth Rollins statue as we speak. But um, right next to that rip TNA. 02 to 2015. If I'm not I'm being completely serious. If they can't find a TV deal in the next couple of weeks, they are totally screwed. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. We'll talk about that when, when, when we get to that uh, to the Ultimate death of TNA if it comes in the next month or so. Jeez, but kids digging the grave now. I'm digging the grave. I'm just gonna keep on bashing TNA until people just keep on calling me out for it. I, it's so much kids fun. Kids not drinking the Kool Aid anymore. Not drinking the Kool Aid, but I'll buy my tickets to TNA anyway. Come next month, they're gonna be back in New York City. Oh. <laughs> I'll poop it all next month. I'll buy my tickets. No, I'm just kidding. I probably will. Though. I probably will buy my tickets. <laughs> I'll be at Bound for Glory in, in, North, in North Carolina. I've already bought my tickets. Bought two tickets. So you're coming with me. You ready? No. Yeah. Let's go see. EC3 and Justin Gabriel in the main event of Bound for Glory. I'm so ready. You want to see Chris Masters in the main event? That's TNA. He's going to be at a high school gym too. Yes, and will meet uh, Chris Masters. Northeast Wrestling guarantee you will we'll pull a better crowd than Bound for Glory ever will. I'm calling that right now. I'm going to Northeast Wrestling hopefully back in uh, actually they're coming to see they're going to see TA in November. Ray Ray is going to be there and the Hardy Boys. How about that? That's good. I've already met Matt. Met Ray Ray. Never Jeff. After this whole buzz about them coming back soon, gotta meet Jeff. I'm on a Jeff Hardy high right now, no pun intended. Like, I have to meet Jeff Hardy. <laughs> but anyway, that's closing out WrestleRant Radio this week. Decent Rod review this week. Next week, we're talking all about Night of Champions. Hopefully, we get back our on air guests over the phone. So we'll have somebody join been? us. We're taking a couple weeks off. Just gotta formulate the schedule. Just been kind of busy oh, and whatever. So goodness. next week, we're bringing them back. Prediction panel with. Who is it? I have no idea. You want to see? We'll bring in Mike. I feel like we should save Mike for like Survivor Series, yeah, something like that. Yeah, can't waste him on Night of Champions. He can't waste him on Poop Night of Champions on the one season the, premiere one overall. One of the worst pay-per-views of the year, easily. Night of Champions. I used to really like Night of Champions. It's just so pointless now because we have five titles. One of those, two of those titles are held by the same person, so it doesn't even make any sense. But and the worst part is like. I, I can't remember New the last above-average Night of Champions. New Day's just won, so it would make no sense for them to lose. 
Raw just won the. Well, he might lose. Yeah. yeah. Every, I, there's a lot of people that. I, I can see the title changing hands. It's just feel like. It just, we get title matches and on every pay per view like anyway. It's stupid for Ryback because literally. He still doesn't even have a match yet, and Night of Champions is in less than two weeks. We know the match is going to be Ryback and Owens. We just, it has not been confirmed. They like to wait until, like, Saturday night, like, Ryback and Owens happening tomorrow at the pay-per-view. Like, well done, WWE. People that check the website at 10 o'clock, other than me, of course, <laughs> on Saturday nights are going to know about this match. So that's going to close out the show. Let's close out the show. That is it. This is boiling hot in this room right now, so we're going to get the hell out of here. But before we do, RJ, your plugs. Uh, Any shout-outs this week? I don't think so. No shout-outs? Tired. Are they, are, they, are they retiring, or are you just saying you're tired? I'm tired. Okay, you're but not you're not... retired. All right, okay, okay. Shout-outs, we'll be back. They will be back eventually. It's not tonight. Um, it's hot in here. Um, at Andre underscore Marceau on Twitter. Hashtag bring the statue back. Um, hashtag, hashtag where's Kane. Okay, there we go. Uh, hashtag where's Billy Gunn. <laughs> And hashtag bring the statue back. Statue back. It's coming back. It better be back. That's all I'm saying. If there's no statue, I'm stop. I'm gonna stop watching wrestling. Would Raw? That's what my list is right now. <laughs> if the statue is not brought back by Survivor Series, I'll stop watching Raw. They will. That's it. That's it. That's our uh, that's our prediction right here. That's our ultimatum for the rest of the uh, semester here on WrestleRant Radio. So, what would you do if next week's Raw featured the return of the statue, Kane, Billy Gunn? And Daniel Bryan and Rey Mysterio. What would it be the best Raw of the year? Easily. Damn straight it would be. But we're talking all about it next week right here in <laughs> Russell Rant Radio. We're breaking down the two title matches and Night of Champions. But in the meantime, and in between time, you guys can catch me on Twitter at WrestleRant, on the Facebook at facebook.com backslash Matthews. nextairwrestling.net no live review this week of Monday Night Raw I was at RJ's place maybe next week we'll see and finally last but not least listen to WrestleRant Radio live Tuesdays every single week 9 o'clock Eastern 8 Central Time RJ you gotta say it with me live 365 backslash dot com god damn it I said live 365 I didn't say dot right, com do it we'll do it again botch Erase that. Take that out in the recording. Live365.com backslash stations backslash ECTV 73. Boom! <laughs> Restaurant Radio, guys, back next week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.